We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Talk to a nice start. Why does it have to be all or nothing all the time? Like, what am I doing? I'm doing it for the show. Field of 68 till I die. This is the Field of 68 after dark show the only place that you need to be for college hoops every single night and we are live once again welcome to the saturday evening edition of the field of 68 after dark here on sirius xm channel 84 the espnu station we are live on youtube please like uh, subscribe to the channel. Jump in that chat. We're going to be answering questions during breaks. My name is Rob Doster. We are presented by our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm joined tonight by former Iowa State head coach Steve Prohm and stadium insider Jeff Goodman. We have so, so much to get into tonight. It was a wild Saturday in college basketball. It's not even over yet. Oregon is in a dogfight at Arizona right now. But before we talk about all that, I want to go through our biggest winners and our biggest losers of the day uh for the biggest winners i'm going to you pro who's your biggest winner of the day i think mike white and the florida gators i think they're my biggest winner of the day it's an opportunity number two team at your place they had to get it done and they did it and it sets up a huge game against arkansas uh, i think it's tuesday night they've got arkansas and kentucky still at home i thought they had to get two out of the three starting with today's win against auburn to have a chance to be an ncaa tournament team jeffrey i think you got to go hubert davis here you know, we've given him enough crap and, and he's earned it through part of the year. Obviously, some embarrassing losses, uh, numerous embarrassing losses, including the one at home against Pittsburgh last game. But this was a big bounce back game in their first quad one win with two weeks exactly remaining in the regular season. So uh, good for Hubert, good for Carolina and their defense came to play finally tonight. All right, so my biggest winner, I'm going with Grant McCaslin and North Texas, who knocked off UAB today. On It wasn't quite a buzzer beater from Tyler Perry, but well, it was close enough to a buzzer beater that we can celebrate it like a game winner. So uh, they knocked off UAB uh, in a game that more or less locked up. I don't know, well, it didn't lock it up, but it put him in the driver's seat of a conference USA regular season title. So yeah, up, yeah, up three, four to go. Yeah, and they got the win. Um, all right, so uh, for biggest losers, we got to go to Jeffrey first on that one. Goodman, who was your biggest loser of the day? Are you calling me a loser? Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. what I was hinting at. <laughs> All right. I, I won't fight back on that. I'll take it. Uh, there are a bunch, but I, I think a, a, a team that really uh, got hurt today was Loyola Chicago. They lost at home to Drake. And, 
you know, they're fine. They're in the tournament right now. They're probably like a 9-10 coming into that game. Now you're talking about probably being a 10 or an 11. They still have two road games left, and they've struggled a lot here lately, uh, even winning games. They, they go to Illinois State, then they get Evansville at home, then they finish at UNI. And I think if you lose one of those two and, and don't win the conference tournament, you might be playing in the first four, and you don't want that if you're Loyola Chicago and Drew Valentine. Prome? Yeah, I think when you talk biggest winners and losers, you're really talking bubble teams. And today, Kansas State, uh, they've had a you know some really good wins. Uh, they've battled COVID exceptionally well. They fought through some tough situations with COVID, but one on the road in Stillwater Day. They come back, they send it to overtime, but they don't get it done. Uh, tough loss for Kansas State. The great thing about that league in the Big 12, they still they finish with three out of the four at home against Texas Tech. Oklahoma, Iowa State, a road game at Kansas. So they've got more opportunities, but a tough loss today for them. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Michigan State uh, here. I, I just – I think they've kind of really come back down to earth, and uh, I think people are starting to I think they to won that. today, Rob. How's that? I think they were winners today. Michigan State? Losing at <laughs> home. I think they were winners because they got Tyson Walker back to what we thought he might be. So I think you take the loss – and hope that Tyson Walker can be the player that he was at Northeastern and have his confidence. I don't think it matters for Michigan State. I, I don't. What is it going to cost them? They're going to go from a, a five to a six seed. They need Tyson Walker. Yeah, they might need Tyson Walker, but they also need to start winning some games and turning this thing around. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not going well right now for Michigan State. Uh, that, that is impressive how you spun that, though. I, I think that, that you know maybe you should find a, a job in PR at some point. Man. That, was, that was impressive. That was good. I like that. All right. Uh, speaking of someone uh, that, that is great at spinning, John Calipari today picked up a super impressive win. I, you know, I think this was what Kentucky did today, beating Alabama 90 wow. to 81, despite taking Alabama's best punch in the first half, playing without their starting backcourt of severe Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington. That was as impressive of a performance that we've seen out of them. Kellen Grady, uh, it felt like he hit 27 threes. I think he only went seven for nine. Uh, he probably yeah. would have won the three point contest tonight. Uh, so Goodman, I'm going to you first on this one. What's your, What's your biggest takeaway from that Kentucky performance and just how good is this team? I mean, we've said it for now weeks. They're good enough to win this whole thing this year because, you know, the pieces fit together. Even, again, you're without your starting backcourt and, and you beat the hell out of uh, Alabama in the second. Really after the first, you know, what, 15 minutes or so, I think they were down 13. They down 13. Right, down 41-28 with about five minutes left in the first half, and then they dominated after that. Uh, Grady was great. Oscar was his usual self with another double-double. Uh, you know, Davion Mintz, who's their third point guard, and mm -hmm. he didn't commit a turnover in 39 minutes against Alabama. It kind of shows you how bad Alabama's defense is. But I thought I think the biggest revelation with Kentucky has been Keon Brooks. He's been awesome the last probably – month or so and I think he gives him a different dimension again when I was down there in the preseason I talked to Kellen Grady a lot about their chemistry and he's not a BSer he's not we're off the record which I probably shouldn't even be saying at this point but it's worked <laughs> out so I can talk about it he was saying how great their chemistry was how much they hung out him being an older guy even hanging out with the young guys and you could see it now their chemistry is absolutely terrific 
And again, I think the blend of experience and youth works with this group. Yeah, I think the experience point is really important. I went through and, and looked up all of the birthdays for their best five tonight. Davion Mintz is 23 years old. Kellen Grady, 24 years old. Oscar Sheepway is 22 years old. Yeah. Keon Brooks is 21 years old. And who am I missing? The other uh, someone else was 20. Jacob Toppin. Jacob Toppin, 21 years old. All of them are upperclassmen. I don't know what they're technical, uh, technically what they are in terms of years because Nobody of the COVID. Does. The COVID seasons gets me all confused, <laughs> but all of those guys have been in college at least three years. Prome, did you ever think that you would see a John Calipari team winning games like this with a bunch of upperclassmen? Yeah, I think he's done a great job this year. I think he's done a phenomenal draw, job. Excuse me. Uh, I think Jeff had the other day just winners and losers in the transfer portal. I think he's done an incredible job. Kellen Grady, uh, just the skill level, basketball IQ, ability to spread the floor and make shots. Uh, I know Severe didn't play today, but he's been a big addition. Obviously, Sheboy. Um, but I think the biggest thing you look at, how impressive a win, you lose, you don't have your backcourt, and you play Alabama in the pace that they play at, and you get down 13. He only played his bench nine minutes today. Nine minutes. Crazy. He played four guys off the bench, you know, one four minutes. You know, I think Collins four minutes. Uh, Bryce Hopkins two minutes. You know, another guy or two. The starters played the majority of the game at that pace, that high level of a game, and they come out and dominate the last 25 minutes. Kentucky's obviously legit. Uh, I think I was texting with Rob during the, during the game earlier today. I don't know if they can win the SEC. They may tie. I don't think Auburn – I think Auburn will end up being the number one seed. I'll say that. They tie for the title, but I think Auburn will be the number one seed based on head-to-head. But that Auburn-Kentucky SEC championship game, in the SEC tournament, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. But incredible job today by Kentucky. Just uh, really, really good win, and they got a big game against LSU coming up. Hey, Rob, when, when I was down there in the preseason, I remember asking Cal one question. I said, in, in our big powwow that we had, um, I, I said, if this works, like, is, are, are you going to go this route? Are you going to keep with this route of transfers, older guys with freshmen. And he kind of looked at me like, like, and he, he said like, not necessarily. I thought for sure it was a given. This is the route he's going to go from here on out. But I think he wanted to see how this thing works. So he kind of said to me, like, not necessarily. I'm not sure. I'm not tied to it all. But I think now after the success they're seeing this year, you would think Calipari would feel pretty good about this blueprint going forward because he can get the best transfers and the best freshmen. And why wouldn't you have that blend of experience and top talent? Well, yeah, here's, here's I think my Cal thing Pitch. with that. No, I, I, just broke, I don't mean to cut you off. But my thing with that is I, I think it's less about how you build the roster and more about the kids that you build the roster with. Like the thing about that team that won in 2012 with all the freshmen, like Anthony Davis was willing to sacrifice. Michael K. Gilchrist was a great kid that played a certain kind of way. And when your two best players are your hustle guys and your defensive anchor, I think that kind of changes what you can be. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that every team is going to be built around freshmen like that, or every team needs to be built around upperclassmen. But I think if you look at the actual kids on the roster now, all that said, the, uh, the team that won in 2012 also had a bunch of upperclassmen that played on, like Darius Miller and Deron. Lane yeah, Darius Miller was guys. huge for that team. Yeah, so I think – I don't think that you should lean all the way into one way or all the way into the other way. I think you need to make it be a mix and identify the human beings that you want in your program 
Because I think like, like that's what Villanova does so well, right? And that's what Baylor does so well. They identify people that fit with what they want and how they want to play and what they want to do and what they want the culture in that locker room to be. And I think that Kentucky really hit a home run this year with just the kids on that team. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, the transfer portal, as good as it can be, it can go the other way on you too. Because when you come January and things get tough, now everything's revealed. Characters revealed, toughness is revealed when you're going through tough moments. In Kentucky, they had some setbacks early. You know, the Notre Dame loss we touched on and, you know, a couple other, you know, setbacks along the way. But the one thing you got to know if you sign up for that Kentucky, to play Kentucky, he's going to coach you very, very hard every day. And he's going to demand of you at an exceptionally high level. And, I mean, I saw the other night they were playing, man, halftime going in there, man. He's all in Kellen Grady. I mean, he is getting after him. And Grady – and, you know, he handled it. And you saw it, and we'll get to it. Texas Tech, Mark Adams coaches those guys hard. And they get a little chippy, but 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 it stops. You know, it 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 stops. And, man, all eyes on Mark, all eyes on John, and that's a credit to those guys. They got shooters a- this year, too. Mm-hmm. They got a shooter. Like, Cal hasn't had a shooter like Kellen Grady in how long? And and we say it every year, why? You can, you can handpick. Go get the best shooter, whether it's out of the portal whether it's from high school, whatever it is, because you got enough other dudes that can drive and kick athletes, whatever you've wanted. He did that this year with Kellen Grady and he has been lights out. I think the last 18 games, he's shooting 47% from three. Yeah. And he's coming from a program like Davidson where, you know, Bob has coached the heck out of him too, where he understands how to play within a system and playing the right way. And like you said, spacing the floor and understanding and okay with that role. Yeah, and, and I also do think it's one thing I want to give a little bit of credit to for Kentucky. With There's a very much next man up attitude when it comes to basketball programs and any kind of a team. You have somebody go down, it doesn't mean that you can just quit. You still have to go out there and win. So I, I think we have to give a lot of credit to, to guys like Davion Mintz and guys like Jacob Toppin, who in moments where, I mean, Toppin's battling through an ankle injury of his own. In the moments where it was their time to shine, I thought and they Mintz both could have left. Mintz, mm-hmm. everybody thought he should have left. Why would you come back for another year? Just go and, and make money overseas or whatever because they got Wheeler and Ty Ty coming in and he stuck with it and, and he was huge today, huge. Yeah, yep, credit to them. All right, a lot happened in the SEC today, so I do want to kind of make it a broader conversation. Uh, before we get into Tennessee and Arkansas, I do want to talk about Auburn going into Florida and losing that game, despite the fact that they got 28 points from Jabari Smith. So, Prom, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Uh, how difficult is it to play at Florida? I don't think that Auburn's won there since 1996. That was a stat that they showed during the game. I don't know if it's correct. I'm just going to trust right. that ESPN has people that can fact check. So, uh, they have, I think it's 14 straight losses at Florida now for Auburn. What do you make of this loss? And, and is this something that's concerning or just, you know, one of the dangers of playing on the road in conference? I think, number one, it's part of playing on the road in college basketball. And I think one thing people take for granted too, and we haven't talked about it yet is Colin Castleton's back for, for Florida. I mean, I went, I, you know, and, and they went through a stretch where they struggled, you know, he missed seven games this year and he is a monster, monster impact player for Florida Gators. Appleby, obviously, he's terrific. But if you take, if you took Kessler at a, uh, Kessler and Sheboy out of the SEC, who's the next big that you're trying to get? And, and, and maybe I'm skipping one over Jalen Williams at Arkansas, but I mean, Colin Castleton is huge for that basketball team. And now he's back. 
and he's making big plays for them. Had a great game today. But I think Florida's kind of middle of the pack when you talk about atmosphere in the SEC in a, in a tough environment to win. I'd put him in the middle of the pack. Obviously, you got Kentucky. You've got Arkansas. I think Tennessee, you know, uh, some of those schools like that. But Auburn, obviously, right now. But I just think it's life on the road in the SEC. I think it's life on the road in college basketball. And Auburn still, man, you look at it. And I'm like, man, Bruce is still going home. He's 24, 25, and three in first place in SEC, probably one of the top one, two leagues in the country. Are you worried, Jeff? Are you worried about Auburn at all? Um, I, I am. am. I'm worried about their point guard play. It was the same thing I said going into the year, and I kind of ate crow for a while. You know, and it's hard because you eat crow early, and you're like, what, what can I say, right? Like, Wendell Green was great. He's making shots. He's doing a good job. Zepp Jasper was rolling at that point defensively. They were a really good, like, two-headed monster at the point. Then Jasper gets hurt. Wendell Green's got to play long, long minutes. He's not great defensively. Then he's not making shots consistently, and he looks like a high-volume, low-efficiency point guard. And he's making some poor decisions, too. One of them was at the end of the game tonight. You know, mm -hmm. to me, I don't know, in prone – Weigh in on this because I, yep. you're the coach. You know on this one. Is that on Wendell Green or is that on Bruce Pearl not to run something to get Jabari Smith to look? They were trying to get the ball to, to Walker Kessler. You could see it. Why wouldn't you run something for Jabari Smith? He's made, I think it was 11 of his last 13 shots from three. He can rise up over whoever's on him at that point. Yeah, I think uh... – Rob was in a Twitter argument about that with somebody I saw uh, just because of the time, time and score situation. They started from three quarter court. Uh, probably if you're trying to get a quick isolation, you may get it across if Auburn had a timeout and then run it from the side out of bounds. If you want to put Jabari in a situation where he, they're, you're going to clear the side of the floor for him and let him go one on one. But I think if you go back to the Arkansas game, the way that finished, uh, before it went the over overtime, I believe that was the ball was in Wendell Green's hand, settled for a tough, tough shot and went to overtime. And he put no pressure on the basket. When you're looking at that, I think number one, you got to give credit to Florida about their defensive effort on that play now. Okay. You can always say bad offense, but credit Florida because how many times when you watch Auburn play, do they get late pick and roll lobs to Kessler at the rim? Man, it's a late switch. And I don't know which player, uh, may have been DeJure, uh, the, uh, the, the, the good yeah, defender yeah. from Florida. I'm not sure which one made the switch, but he switched and he got the deflection late. That could have easily been two on the ball, nobody in the middle because the, the guards were hugged up on shooters. Well, in the he had them. He had them. If you watch the if you watch the tape, he the uh, Kessler was open for for like a second, but it was yep. just Wendell Green is is five foot five foot six and couldn't get the yep. pass there. That was the issue. Yeah. My my take real quick is that I'm, I'm worried about them in late game scenarios because Jabari Smith is a guy that you need kind of isolated on a wing. He's not someone that you give the ball to and let him go 94 feet and dribble. That's not his game. You want him kind of in those Carmelo Anthony uh, elbow extended areas, facing up, using his jab series, elevating over people. You don't necessarily it, it's you're not really running him off screens and you're not um, you're not letting him go 94 feet with the ball. He's not a great ball handler at this point. So I just think it, it was an awkward spot, and that worries me a little bit. You don't have a great decision maker. Um, real quick, we got about two minutes here before we got to get to break. Goodman, Arkansas has won 11 of their last 12. They're top 20 in all the metrics. Yeah. They're going to be top 20 in every single rankings, including the Goodman top 25. Will you 
finally apologized to Arkansas Nation and to Mama Hog specifically. Uh, you know, I, we no, I'm not there yet. I, I still think, listen, they've been great, but I'm not apologizing for anything because what I said was six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, they weren't a top 25 team, and they weren't. So, in yeah. fact, Arkansas fans, you should be apologizing to me because <laughs> you weren't worthy then. You got better. Now you're in the top 25. You're still in the back end of it. But, no, I was right. So, God damn it, back off. So hey, back Jeff, off. Jeff, hey, Jeff, let me ask you a question. Let me send up a quick Hail Mary. Mama Hog is coming <laughs> after you, boy. Hey, have you been, because the way I read it between you and Mama Hawk, have you been to Bud Walton for a big-time game? No, because they've been irrelevant for how many years? When Why I would was, I go? <laughs> when I was in college, that back in the mid-'90s at Alabama, okay, the Alabama team, we had Antonio McDyess, Roy Rogers, Jason Caffey. We were really good. We gave them their first loss ever in Bud Walton Arena, Corliss Williamson, really? Scotty Thurman. When Bud Walton is going now, and, and they're running up and down the aisles with the band and, and they're calling the hogs. No, their fans are nuts, Steve. Listen, I will um, say it last year in Indy for the NCAA tournament, Arkansas had the best fan base of anybody. They're insane. I, I actually love their fans. Um, you know, I just like to kind of have a little fun. But it is true. I would have been to Bud Walton in the last 10 years, but they haven't been relevant enough for me to go. You know, because the SEC tournament, one of the best things about the SEC tournament is seeing the Kentucky fans come in big blue. And then the next best team that supports is Arkansas, and it's crazy. Does does I mean, are you going to take Mama Hogs an invitation and get up there and let her let her be your bodyguard up there? I mean, I was going to invite her to Boston and see if <laughs> we we could have some Coors Lights together. Uh, see who could who could get through more Coors Lights. I'm not a heavyweight. My you guess could, is she, you could not. No, she would out. Mama Hog would bit. drink me under the table, right? Well, because she could probably drink two beers, and that's all it takes. Hey, to get hey, table. hey, but listen, that's unfair. Well, listen, that's hold on. We nice. have to we, we have to pay the bills real quick. But coming up next, I'm going to tell you why you should not be surprised that Texas Tech won a home game in Austin tonight. You're clear. All right, Dagan, I know that that chat is going nuts right now. What do we got? Give us some questions. Yeah, it's it's going pretty crazy uh, right now. Obviously, Tech fans are all waiting for, for their moment. Um, but one thing I, I did see, and I will lead into this with this, if Tech wins out and wins the conference tournament, can they make it to the one line? Oh, no question. They'll have a chance. That's what I was just – that was one of the things I was going to talk about at the end. Uh, they, they got a chance for sure to get to a two seed. Their schedule ends great. They're not going to lose again. Kansas may lose at Baylor. That's why they'll still win the Big 12 regular season, in my opinion. But Tech, Tech could win out. I don't think they can get a one, though. I don't yeah, think they'll get a one. I don't think they'll get a one. I think that it's either going to be Kansas or Baylor or somebody coming out of the um, uh, the, the the Big Ten. There are two I today. Think, I, I think there are two right now, to be honest. I think yeah, they're I, the last two for me. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of they're kind of in that two three line yep. for me. Um I mean, it, anything. It depends on who they beat in that run. If they if they win the Big Twelve tournament, it kind of depends. If you beat Kansas and Baylor in route to thirty second Big Twelve title, then I think that there's there's a chance. Um, I'm not I'm I'm not going to say no to anything that Mark Adams can figure out. Like that, yeah, that, I mean, if they, if they went out and beat Kansas in the, in the Big Twelve title game 15. in Kansas City, you know. yeah. I, I look. 
I, we know how good seconds. they are. They can make it to a Final Four. I'm not arguing that. I just don't know if they can get all the way up to a one seed Five. Um, this year. Here we go. We are back. This is the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live right now on Sirius XM, uh, the ESPNU station. That is Channel 84. My name is Rob Darster. With me, I have Stadium Insider Jeff Goodman and former Iowa State head coach Steve Prohm. We just finished talking about the SEC, and we now we have to go talk about uh, probably the biggest game in the Big 12. Texas Tech goes into Austin and wins a home game. Jeff, they went into Austin and won a home game. There were defense chants when Texas had the ball down the stretch. There were air ball chants in the second half when Andrew Jones missed a shot. What do you make of Tech's win and Tech's sweep of Chris Beard and the Texas Longhorns? Can you read this, Robert? Can you yeah, read it, this? Says, it says West Texas Tough. I hope everybody on YouTube can read it. West Texas Tough. Somebody gave me this when I was down in Lubbock uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's true, man. Like, Listen, the culture there is all about toughness, and the culture has been built. I, I tweeted this. Chris Beard is trying to build a cu culture in Texas. He left one that was already built, Wh whether it was, you know, 50% him, 60% him, 40% Mark Adams, 60 whatever it was, it didn't matter. They did it together. No question. And yes, he left. But the fact of the matter is Mark Adams has done such an incredible job because he's – He's not had a full complement of players pretty much all year. Today, it was no Kevin McCullough, who I think is their most valuable player. He had 19 in the first meeting. He orchestrates the offense. He, he, he runs the offense when you need him to. He's a great defender. He's an intangible guy. He brings everything to the table. But, you know, ultimately, it's their defense. And it was their defense again today. Well, they give up 55 points today. And, like, Clarence Nadolny was awesome today. And that just shows their culture and their next man up kind of uh, mantra. But they've now swept, think about this, they've swept Texas and, and former coach Chris Beard. They've swept Baylor and they've swept West Virginia this year. If you had told any of us that they do that this year, what would the odds have been on that? A million to one? <laughs> Not good. Not good. I don't think Bet Rivers would have given that odds. We don't need to uh, to bankrupt. We don't need to bankrupt the sports book. Steve, um, you've you've coached against these guys in these in, in these programs. How I, I'm curious. How how strange is it to go on the road like Texas Tech did and, and be playing in front of a crowd that was? I mean, it was 50 50 at at minimum. Texas fans. It felt like a neutral court. Yeah, I, I when I saw that and I and I saw the progression of it where it started early this morning, you, you people started talking about it and about Texas Tech fans buying those tickets. And I just started the only thing I could maybe compare it to is maybe sometimes Kentucky, the way they could fill up arena sometimes, or the way they would snatch up tournament tickets at the SEC. But but even I I, I was fans would snatch them up in the Big 12 tournament if as you kept winning uh from that standpoint. But Never seen anything like that in that high level game to where you're at home. You know, it 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 was what Fran Fratilla said. It it had a Big 12 semifinal tournament feel where it's 50% rooting for this team, 50% rooting for this team, and may the best team win. And without McCullough, because I agree, he's the heart and soul of that team. And but you have to, like Clarence Nadalny as a junior, he has found a niche off the bench. 
and he made he had a huge offensive rebound late. Oh, huge! Terrence mm-hmm. Shannon, you know, he brings an edge and a toughness and a swagger to that team. But a huge key again, you go back to the transfer portal, Bryson Williams. Bryson Williams, man, they've got a legit post threat and a guy that can step out and spread you out, and he's a big time, big time player. You know what I'm worried about with this Texas Tech team, and I'm, I'm curious if you guys agree with me. It's, again, we're, we're kind of banging the same drum as the point guard play, right? Down the stretch, uh, I think they gave up a late 9 nothing run when Texas started throwing on a little bit of pressure. Texas Tech started throwing the ball all over the place, making some bad decisions. Uh, they win and they thrive on the fact that they have basically five dudes that are interchangeable, and they go nine deep with five dudes that are interchangeable, right? Everybody's the same size. They all kind of do the same thing. But that kind of limits what they can be a little bit offensively because you don't have that guy, Steve, that can kind of break down an offense that can get you set up that, that quote unquote pure point guard on the roster. Does that worry you at all? Well, it did today, you know, and I think we were texting at the time uh, from that standpoint to where I think Texas, man, they really, really put their full court pressure, face guard, double team trapping and in Texas tech was sloppy with the ball, not only in the backcourt, uh, not strong with the ball, turn it over, but also in the front court. And I think Texas left some points out there at the free throw line, around the rim late, plays that in a game like that, they have to get – got to get everything, especially when you get down 8, 9, 10, that late in the game. But credit Texas Tech. I mean, their ability and their toughness level and their character to win in big moments, it starts with Mark. But obviously, Terrence Shannon, Kevin didn't play today, but he's still a heartbeat of that team. Uh, Bryson Williams, Nadalny, I mean, you go down the line. Those guys were terrific today. And to go in there and sweep Texas and win that game today not only keeps them in the race for Big 12 championship, they're two back with Kansas. I don't think they'll catch them, uh, though their schedule, I think they'll win out. I just don't think Kansas may lose more than one. Uh, it does give them a chance, I think, like we touched a minute ago, to be a two-seed, though. Mark Adams, yeah, just, coach of the year. Mark Adams, coach of the year today. I know our producer, Dagan, rips on me all the time because I'm constantly changing my coach of the year pick. It was Ed Cooley, you know, five days ago before they lost. The, but that was before they lose at home to Villanova. And then Mark Adams and Texas Tech go to Austin and sweep the Longhorns. Things can change quickly. I, I think they have. But to me, Mark Adams is the front runner. Because nobody in hell thought that that they were going to do anything close to this other than the people in Lubbock. Those fans are crazy. They thought they would do this, but nobody else did. Yeah, the well, only I thing the I would one say thing, to that the ahead, one thing, not to the one thing when you really look at their roster though, and I think Jeff, you may have tweeted this and talked about this, or Rob, and it, it, maybe it was Jeff when you were talking about their culture, like it doesn't matter. It's 50-50s. Who cares? Right? It's there and it's real. The fans the way they play, but you look at the guys they return, Shannon, McCuller, Santo Silva, that is important. And And then just like Kentucky, they filled them in with, boy, we hit it on uh, the boy from all Roberts, Obana, Bryson Williams, you know, I mean, that's huge. And the thing about Texas Tech, you better, you better get, you got to jump on board or you're not going to make it. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you guys this. Kansas probably has uh, I, I don't I don't think that they can blow a two game lead in the conference uh, with no. just four games left for Texas Tech when they play Kansas State at home. 
They get TCU in a, in a home and road. They get Texas at home. And the only game that they really probably won't be favored in is at Baylor. At Baylor. Uh, so, so I do want to ask you guys this, and it feels like we talk about this all the time, but Jeff, if you have to put all of your money down right now, not knowing Baylor. what the matchup is going to be with that caveat, Baylor. but Baylor, you think Baylor. Baylor's the one going deepest in the tournament out of this? I this. still listen. I still like a Kinjo better than I like Harris or whatever Texas tech has at the point. I also think if they can get healthy again, it's a big if right now. Cryer's out again. He came back for a game. He's out. Flagler was great when I saw him last week um, in, 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 uh, in Waco and he didn't play today. So I almost feel like if I'm Scott drew now, I shut him down for the next week, give him a game or two before the big 12 tournament, just get him. And I don't know how you would handle this, Steve, but Get him a couple games, you know, one before the Big 12 tournament. Hope you play maybe two in the Big 12. You almost don't want to play too much because you want that rest. And then you get them ready for, for NCAA tournament. They know what NCAA tournament matters. All this other stuff doesn't really matter. They, they've been there last year and saw that in person. So I, I would say that that's the biggest thing for me. But I love their guard play when they're healthy. Man, I tell you, it's, it's just hard. The more I watch Texas Tech, and I know point guard play, I get it and I understand it, but I think the way they play offensively, you know, motion and, you know, and just move the ball around, it's not all – It you know, it goes through so many different people with interchangeable parts. I just think in short spurts, in short preparation, that is an immense, immense tough prep, especially on the second day. You know, that first round, yeah, they're going to watch the Oklahoma tape from the other day when they scored 45 points in the second half the other day when Oklahoma beat Texas Tech and Norman. Um, you know, there's some things you have to do offensively, and there are certain shots you're going to get up against them and certain cuts that your kids need to be trained. In a one-day prep, it's very, very hard to be ready to play at Texas Tech, and that's what I go back to, too, when Gonzaga played Baylor National Championship one-day prep that's very, very tough to get ready for the no middle defense and the way that they play. So I think Texas Tech, uh, I still like them right now, the way they're playing and the way they compete and just the way they're unified. I'm I'm still going to stick with Bill Self and Baylor. I know that – or I'm Bill Self and, and, and Kansas just because I don't – I think losing Jonathan Chamwachacho was huge for Baylor, and I, I, I don't – I can't fully buy into teams that don't have great point guard play making runs in March. And I know that's kind of talking out of the side of my mouth, uh, both sides of my mouth when it comes to Kansas and Dewan Harris, but uh, what Bill Self has, has proven it. Um, but I think all, th- all three of those teams can make a final four. It's crazy the day, that we, we each picked a different team out of those yeah. three. All, I think all three of them can take a final four. But listen, we got we to gotta step away for one second real, really quick. Uh, when we come back, uh, coming up next, the top 16 reveal. The NCAA selection committee told us who the top 16 seeds are. Goodman is going to tell you who got robbed because somebody got robbed. You're clear. All right, guys, we have 415 people watching right now live on YouTube, uh, and we only have 56 likes. If you get to 100 likes in the afters, I will shotgun this white claw on stream. Okay, we got to get to 100 likes. I will shotgun the white claw on stream. Dagan, we got any questions? Yes, it's very hard to keep up with all the questions, so I'm going to try to remember them off the top of my head. But I remember one saying, who are the most, who is the most, maybe one, or give me a list, uh, impactful transfers this year? I know, Goodman, this is kind of something you already, you already 
Yeah, big I mean, sheep. it's big sheep. It's big well, sheep, baby. The, yeah, I would say Auburn, Auburn, Kentucky, and Wake Forest have most of Melondez Williams might be as impactful as anybody, to be honest. It's big that's under the big radar. sheep is. We're, we're going to talk about player of the year. Big, big sheep's, sheep's, big sheep's on that list. Walker can Kessler, give, big can sheep. I give, yes. Uh, can I give? Can I give you a a, a hot take? Uh, sure. Walker Kessler is more important to what Auburn does than Oscar Shibway is to what Kentucky does. Oh boy. 30 is that seconds. Crazy? Tweet that one out. Dang. Just tweet that baby out. Is that, repeat, is that a hot take? Well, I'm asking. Say is that again. Walker, Walker Kessler is more important to what Auburn does than Oscar Shibway is to what Kentucky does. Is that, Man. is that a crazy hot take? Those Kentucky fans. I hope they don't get your address. 15. <laughs> I'm not giving your phone number right here, right here. Hey, I'm that's, read that's off thing. your phone number. When you talk national player of the year debates, though, Five. look at all top six. Take them off Steve. that team and just. There you go. I mean, and we are back. This is the field of sixty-eight after dark. My name is Rob Doster. I have Jeff Goodman and Steve Prome here with me, and we are going to get into the selection committees. Uh, the reveal of the top 16 teams. Gonzaga was the number one overall seed. Auburn and Arizona, as expected, both got one season. Kansas was the final number one. Jeff, I'm going to you first on this one, man. What was your single biggest takeaway from the, uh, the, the bracket? I guess it was the bracket reveal, the top 16 reveal, top yeah, seed reveal, yeah. whatever it is. My biggest takeaway, and I was afraid uh, they were going to screw this up, was that they didn't penalize Wisconsin and Providence as much as I thought they would. They had them at 13 and 15. I actually think Providence should be even higher than 13 based on their resume. Uh, they're eight and four in quad win games, four and one. So 12 and five overall in quad one and twos. Uh, I, I get it. Like you look at them and you're like, how they're going to drop off, but they haven't yet. And we've got two weeks left until the end of the regular season. So I would have Wisconsin even higher than 13, but I, at least they didn't crush Wisconsin in, in Providence. Think about this. Providence is uh, 45 in Ken Palm right now, 45 going into the day, 29 in the net. At least they put him at 15. So they didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. So I was happy for that. Steve, you got any takeaways? I think the one takeaway, you know, when I, I looked at it and I said, all right, Texas lost today and they're a four seed. Tennessee lost today. There's a three seed. Obviously, I think Texas Tech's going to move up. Kentucky has a chance to move up. My biggest takeaway is who's a five or six seed, seven seed that legitimately can move in to the top four line. And when you really look at it, man, I was searching. You know, you look and you say, well, Ohio State lost today. Yeah. Michigan State lost today. Houston's lost a couple, you know, two out of their last three. Uh, Bama. You know, UConn. And you say, the well, UConn Huskies, Steve. You, well, that's you got UConn Huskies are playing well, and and then Mama Hog, they oh, got Arkansas no. next. I mean, excuse me, they got Kentucky <laughs> at home. They're at Florida, and then they got Kentucky at home Saturday. You should be at that game. Hey, listen, if Arkansas gets hot, Arkansas is the one team that might be able to to make a run here until that's like the, the one I had circled. Seas. Because they're at, circle. at Florida is a quad one game. Kentucky at home, quad one game. LSU at home, quad one game. At Tennessee, quad one game. Now, here's the thing. They could, they could easily They could go one and three all, easily. Yeah, <laughs> they could lose all four. Like, that is a brutal run-in. 
But if they win all four, then their 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 resume uh, pretty drastically changes. And while we're here, you know, so- I Southern get- Cal maybe, you know, but who have they beaten really? I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, because next up is Wyoming. You know, Wyoming, Murray State. When you look at the rankings and things, yeah, and they're no, not going to be all the way. And up that's there. the one thing when you're trying to tell people when you do a top twenty-five right now, it's like, hey, there's a top. 14, 15 teams. And after that, you can throw a lot of them in a hat. They're going to change every few days based on who wins that day. But there's not a whole lot of disparity. Yeah. And I want to give a quick shout out to our Fielding the 68 show. It comes on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern time, Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern times right here on this channel that you're watching on YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, They got all 16 of the seeds correct. The only two that the only things that they got wrong was they had Villanova and Duke swapped and they had Illinois and Wisconsin swapped. So they pretty much uh, nailed all of that for the top 16 uh, teams. So I want to give sure a shout you out watch to them. that show every Monday, yeah. every Friday. These are guys. We didn't just rely on one. We, we've got four of them to make sure Five. that we've got a good cross section there. And they're they're younger. Uh, no, no knock on Jerry Palm and, and Joey Brackets, but they're getting a little long in the, uh, the 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 guys we got the guys we got are uh, are the best in the business in my mind. Nobody pays more attention than them. Jim Root, Rocco Miller, Andy Bottoms, um, Lucas Harkins, Kai McKeon. Uh, I hope I did. Did I miss someone? I think I got them all. Did I get everyone. Uh, Jonathan Warner. Jonathan Warner. There you go. I knew I was missing one. Yeah. So those six guys do do our brackets. They're uh, they're the best in the business. All right. Let's go through region by region. Um, Let's start with the West. Uh, we have Gonzaga as the number one seed. That's pretty brutal drawing Duke on the number two seed line. What's your takeaway there, Jeff? Yeah, I wasn't even sure Duke deserved to be on that two line. But if you get them, you, you I mean, just imagine uh, that that matchup to get to uh, the, the final four, that Gonzaga-Duke game, how high-powered it would be. Again, we, we saw it in Vegas, but with everything on the line to have – this Gonzaga team and this Chad Holmgren, which is completely different than, than the one we saw last time when these two teams met, it'd be a great game. I mean, again, uh, to me, I thought Duke was uh, – they, they, they gave him a little bit of, 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 you know, juice there at the two line instead of a three. Yeah, it, they, are, they are the eighth overall seed. Um, and I would not be surprised if after today's games, if the committee reseeded all of this – if Texas Tech jumped up to that number eight spot, uh, Texas Tech right now is yep. the uh, the number ten overall seed. Uh, Steve, I, let me ask you this: I, I I think it's a little bit interesting that Arizona is kind of locked in as the three seed, which means that if that happens, they are probably heading to San Antonio, uh, which is about the same distance from Tucson as uh, as San Francisco would be. Um, I don't know if that's true. Someone gave me that stat the other day, so I'm just going to go with it and pretend that it's accurate. That's about how much I fact check here. Um, how, how worried would you be if you're, if you're Arizona, you're in the South region and you potentially get Baylor in the same region as you in Baylor's home state. Is that a concern? A uh, definite concern, you know, playing them in San Antonio. I think it's a huge deal. I, w- I would without question uh, rather play them in San Francisco than San Antonio. Uh, I'm not sure how far Waco, you know, like you talked about the mileage. I don't know what the mileage you is. You can pick Arizona, you know? right? Can't, can't they pick? Or just the ones? I, the I ones just think, I think just the ones. I, the, I think the it's one seed. I think it's distance. Yeah. Right. You know, but if I'm Baylor, I love having playing them in San Antonio. Obviously, still got to beat them. Still going to be a hell of a game. 
but I'd much rather have them coming out to San Francisco to play me than having a meeting me in San Antonio. Yeah. And as we're watching this, right. Or as we're doing this right now, Arizona is up by one at home over Oregon. Uh, just to put in context, how important that, uh, that win might end up being, it's going to be the difference between going to San Antonio to be, have your regional or to go to the East region to Philadelphia, where Kansas right now is the number one seed, but they draw Kentucky in that region, Villanova in that region and Johnny Davis in that region. As of right now, if you oh. are Arizona, you probably want to be in San Antonio instead of having to deal with potentially Kentucky, potentially Villanova and potentially Johnny Davis. Am I right, Jeff? Yeah, that's a great region. If that ever happened. I mean, I know we're, we want to talk more about probably the seating than the regions, but again, Kansas, Kentucky, but it's Villanova. fun to think about these matchups, man. Like how, agreed. how great no, agreed, but I, I, I think it's, again, they kind of, they did a clear, and it's not that different than what everybody's had so far this year. I mean, we, we know who the top teams are right now. We know who they mm -hmm. are. They know who they are. A, a lot's going to change in the next couple of weeks, probably more of the bubble teams and, and the lower seeds. I, I think the top 15 or 16 teams for the most part, again, are pretty clear. And I don't think too many of them are going to fall after 15. I think then you go Texas was 16 today. And like Steve said, who moves in there? I don't know. But I don't see Providence falling that far. I don't see Wisconsin fall. Their resumes are too strong, what they've done. Uh, and I think it's more like we talked about when we said who can win a national championship. I think it's more 12 to 14. You know, I think you're almost 15, yeah. 16. You're, you know. Um, you don't trust them. Yeah, you don't yeah, trust Like them. Texas, I mean, you, you want them. You're pulling. You're like, no, and it's just, it. man, you got you to gotta win today, though. You know. They can't win two in a row. Most day. I mean, they, they win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one. Alabama is the ultimate, like, you know, who, who knows what you're going to get with them. Michigan State, as I tweeted today, you are what we thought you were. I mean, you really are, right? Going into Where is Greg Waddell? Yeah, he's not happy. <laughs> Card Cardielli is down bad right now. Let me ask you guys this, and then uh, we, can, we're, we can get to our last uh, commercial break here in a second. But I was a little surprised. Uh, maybe just because of the way that the conference has been discussed so far the season that the big 10 did not have anyone seated higher than a seven. And they only had three teams popping up out of the top 16 based off the way that we kind of viewed this league all year, Jeff, uh, you, you would, is that a little disappointing for the conference? Yeah. I mean, you, you thought there be, you know, again, you thought Purdue, but, but it's again, Purdue, Illinois, and then everybody else. Right, all those teams you can. I don't know the difference. Ohio State, Michigan State, Indiana's fallen right now. Iowa, uh, you know that's Iowa's, your next little hodgepodge. Yeah, they're all about the same, and and it wouldn't surprise me if any of those teams we talk about make a Sweet Sixteen run. But it would shock the hell out of me if any of those teams, other than Purdue or Illinois, make a Final Four run. More shocking, one of those teams making a Final Four run or Steve Prohm dropping hodgepodge on the field of 68 after dark again. <laughs> hodgepodge is in Iowa. Well, I mean, you got to think of where, where Steve's from, right? It fits, you know, where, where he's not from, but where he's, where he's resided over the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah, well, listen, we, uh, we got to pay the bills one last time here. But coming up next, I am going to tell you who the National Player of the Year should be and Jeff Goodman has it wrong. Okay. Guys, I hope you're watching this air, the, this Oregon Arizona game because it is yeah, elbow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's getting, it's, it's getting, here. it's getting, it's getting spicy. 
as the uh, as the kids might say. Gdagan, what do we got? We got some questions. Yes, we do. Um, let me see here. Can Illinois move up to a two seed? Dare I say it, a one seed? That's from Jay Ambitious. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, I don't know about a one seed. Um, let me just bring up what their schedule is down the stretch. I would not be surprised to see them get up to a two seed if they win the Big Ten tournament. Like, because that's the thing you got to remember: if they win the Big Ten tournament, they're going to beat a lot of good teams. Yeah, this is the end of the, 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 their schedule down the stretch. They're Ohio State at home, at Michigan, Penn State at home, Iowa at home. Those are three top thirty teams. They win all those, uh, and they win the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I could see them getting a two seed, one seed, one seed, not is a one. one. Yeah, not, not a, a one. one. One right, seed's a stretch, two. but I could see them getting up to a two seed. Yeah, I they're twelve agree. right now, so they would have to jump four teams to be able to get up there. I could see them doing that. By the way, uh, at literally like 30 seconds after I said that I was going to shotgun um, a White Claw on stream, if we get Yes, but I say, likes, get ready. We're at yeah, a thousand. We're up, the fastest we're, we're, 50 likes I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like that. How many? Like 20 this. seconds. We're at, uh, we're at 130 likes now. We, like literally like this, it went straight to uh, straight to over 100 likes. Now, so. do, we, do you shotgun it on the after dark period? Yeah, it's going to be the seconds. afters. I can't shotgun on Sirius XM. Kono might fire me. <laughs> Five. Here you go. We are back. It is the Field of 68 after dark. Rob Doster, Jeff Goodman, Steve Pro. We got a tip about 10 minutes left here. Uh, we're live on Sirius XM channel 84. That is the ESPNU station. We are streaming live over on YouTube. The chat on our YouTube stream is going wild right now. Shout out to everybody in there having a good time, having a good Saturday night. We're here to talk about National Player of the Year because I think it is the most fascinating National Player of the Year race uh, that we have seen probably since Ever. I've been covering Ever. it. Yeah, probably since I've been covering the sport. There's never been a point where we've had like five guys, six guys, seven guys that could legitimately be considered National Player of the Year. You have National Player of the Year contenders right now, and, and you're going to see the graphic that producer Dagan put together. There's five guys on that list. It doesn't include Johnny Davis because Johnny Davis did not play today. I want to make that very clear. We did not forget about him. He just did not play today. But those five guys on the list could all win National Player of the Year. You're not going to be able to get all of them on first team All America if Johnny Davis is there as well. So, Jeff, I'm going to you first. If you had to pick today, who would your national player of the year be and why? And the, the list also does not include Drew Timmy, who's playing, I think, now, right? They're playing tonight. Yeah. So, I, I don't think it'll include him as well. And, and Sean Miller picked him the other night, just so we know. Um, I would go Johnny Davis. I, I just feel like. If you took Johnny Davis off Wisconsin, I've said this several times, and I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not kidding. I'm not over exaggerating this at all. I'm honestly not sure if they're an NIT team. I really believe they might not be an NIT team. He is that valuable to them, and he has stepped up in the toughest environments, the biggest games, you know, Purdue, Indiana specifically and absolutely willed them to two huge road wins. Well, I, I got the stats for you, Jeff, real quick. They've never won at Mackey, at Assembly Hall, and at the Breslin Center in the same season. And in those three games, Johnny Davis is averaging 30 points and 12 boards while shooting 32, uh, I'm sorry, 62% from the floor. He also had 29 in the win over a full-strength Houston. He went nuts in the win over St. Mary's. There is no, like, Heisman moment or whatever in college basketball. Right. But Johnny Davis has had like six of them. At least season. two. Two big ones, which are the Purdue one I thought was the biggest one of the year because 
winning at at Mackey against a top five-ish Purdue team was insane. Like that, that to me might have been the best. And he had 14 rebounds. Look at Johnny Davis. And you're like, how does he constantly get 12, 14 rebounds? He's how tall is Johnny Davis, you think? Six five. Yeah, six yeah, four, six, six five. five. He's not built. He's not like overly. He just, man, he does everything for that team. Everything. Mm-hmm. Prom, who are you taking for National Player of the Year right now? You know, I think the whole, you know, when you add the two guys, we said Timmy wasn't on the list and, and Johnny, obviously, for the, for the reasons you touched on. Everybody but EJ Liddell's a top four seed in the, in the, in its top 16. And everybody is either first or right there, second place. And, and even EJ Liddell, Ohio State, they lost today or they would have been with four losses right there. If you took any of these guys off, it's a major, major blow. Um, I said Ochai in the beginning of the year. uh, The way Oscar's been and the impact he's had on Kentucky this year, right now, I would say Oscar Sheboy right now. So why? Talk talk me through why. Because I get a little bit – I have a little trouble putting a guy that is not like the the go-to offensive force offensively as the the national player of the year like he's not the guy that you're going to take to give the ball to in the final seconds of a possession for Kentucky so why are you taking him national player of the year just because I think he's totally changed changed the landscape to where you watch him when he catches in a post people are you're sending a double uh because of his size and his ability you know just his sheer strength and then to be elite you got to have guys do special things and do tough things and he's at the premier program in college basketball, Blue Blood. You can argue Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, Indiana, all that. And he is sold out to being the elite rebounder, the best rebounder in college basketball. And it's not like getting 10 rebounds, 11 rebounds. He's almost getting 18, 19, 20 every single night in the SEC. And you know, he's almost, I mean, you look at his numbers from his first year at West Virginia, first year and a half to now, I mean, it, it's phenomenal. Uh, the progression he's made and he's okay with that. And I think you take him off that team with his ability to protect the basket and the way he rebounds on both ends of the floor, I think it's a major loss. And so you could evaluate all these guys, you know, Kofi, I mean, he's a monster. You know, that's what I that's uh, what I was going to ask you guys about. So if you we we I would probably pick Johnny Davis at this point, right? Goodman picked Johnny Davis. I think that um, Oscar Sheway and Johnny Davis, depending on where you look, are probably the uh, consensus favorites. But if you ask the people that watch the Big Ten every single night who the two best players in that conference are and who should be winning uh, Big Ten Player of the Year, they will tell you it's probably Kofi Coburn and then EJ Liddell. Kofi Coburn tonight had twenty seven and nine against Michigan state on the season. He is averaging 21 points and 11 boards. I shooting 61% from the floor. I, I why but I think Oscar Oscar has been better to me. If you're going to go with a big, I would go with Oscar over Kofi. See, I, when you look at EJ Liddell and this is just me, you look at him and you say, man, in four or five years, he's going to be an NBA all-star. You know, I mean, just because of the things he can do with the basketball. And his, he'll, he'll be drafted and he'll be drafted 10 spots lower than Johnny Davis, which would know. be the crazy part. He will. Like, I think he'll go in the 20s. And to be honest, last year, 
I don't even know if anybody would have drafted him. Like, I think he would have went in the fifties last year, but he, he slimmed down. You know what? He got better defensively too. Much better. Yeah. He's much better defensively. And honestly, like I, I would probably take Johnny Davis 10 spots over EJ Liddell simply because I see EJ as a guy that's going to be um, like an elite complimentary piece in the NBA. I think he, you get him in the second round or at the end of the first round and you know, you're getting your team's getting better because he just fits what you want out of the NBA. Whereas Johnny Davis like could be a star. Like Johnny Davis could be a superstar in the NBA, a guy with his size, his athleticism, his shot making ability, his ability to play off the bounce. I, I think, in the draft, the way I just kind of look at it is you got to shoot for the home run there, right? You can't like, you can't try to hit a single if you're, if you're picking in the first round, like you want to go out there and try to land Giannis, even if you end up with the Alex Pokashevsky or whatever his name is, right? You got to try to land you're Giannis. Giving up on Pokashevsky? No, I'm just saying. All right. You know what I Like, I, th- I think sure you haven't given up on him. I would never give up on Pokoshevsky. But I mean, you look at Ochild, I mean, every one of these guys, these top seven, Drew Timmy, I mean, how can, I mean, you could make an unbelievable argument for any of these guys. I mean, Ochai Obagia, number one seed, came back to school his senior year. He's done everything for this yep. team. Everything. You know, uh, man, he's made big plays for him late. Coach Self runs stuff for him out at timeouts. They execute. He's still burning people on the back cut lob. I mean, you hear Fran Fricilla yelling, hey, they're about the back cut. Burn, burn from the corner. Lob Obagia. <laughs> you know, uh, he makes big plays for them. I mean, Drew Timmy, I mean, they're the number one team in the country, and he's the best player on the team. Well, he, the reason I don't think Drew Timmy's going to get it is because there's going to be enough people out there that are super into the, the stats and the numbers and the efficiencies and right. the Evan Mayakawas of the world that are going to tell you that Chet Holmgren is the most valuable player on that team. So the vote's going to end up getting split. Like, the, there's, I, I don't see any way Drew Timmy can get it because enough people are going to say uh, Chet Holmgren is the best player on that team. How can you give National Player of the Year well, it's the same to, thing. Uh, to Timmy? Rob, it's the same thing at Auburn with Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Mm-hmm. You're trying to tell me Walker Kessler is more important than, than us. He's, he, is, he is averaging over six blocks a game in SEC. <laughs> I'm just saying. The so reason you're taking why votes away. Tonight, re- you're taking votes away from Jabari Smith. Right now. I, Honestly, I don't think either of them should be national player of the year just because I don't think either of them has been as impactful as like to be. What about Keegan Murray? Would you put Keegan Murray in that equation now in that top tier? It's hard not to. I know his team hasn't been as good over the course of the season. That's that's what it is. He's not putting up good enough numbers. I I don't need to. I'm not going to roll through the stats again, but there's never been a player that's not been a top four seed that has been national player of the year since like. Right. Since I think Andrew Bogan in 2005, yeah. and I think you got to be competing for a conference championship. And like I said, oh, Kirk Creesa, I might have to put my headband on for the afters because yeah, that was a big one. He, he missed, he missed, he, he, he missed three, uh, three in a row before that. They were kind of leaving, it doesn't matter. That shot. When, but when, listen, when everything's on the line, nobody wants the basketball more than Kirk Creesa, nobody. That that is very true. Are we going to get an answer from Oregon here? But listen, uh, this has been a thrilling show, um, Jeff and Steve. It is always a pleasure to talk basketball with you guys on a Saturday night here on the Field of Sixty Eight After Dark. We are continuing this on the After. So if you're listening right now, jump onto YouTube, jump onto Twitter, come join us. We're going to be answering your questions in the chat. So for producer Kono, for Jeff, for Steve Prome, my name is Rob Doster. Thanks for being here. Then you're clear.
Oh man, here we go. Here we go. Jacob here we Young. Go. What happened? Here we go. Here, here, we, go. here we go. Yeah. Take your take your headband off. <laughs> All right, listen, listen. How about well, Jacob Young, man? He's been he, he's just still be a Rutgers. Oh, yeah. Listen, guys. Listen, guys. While we're in the timeout here, um, let me just uh, let me just promo. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is more important than peace of mind. That's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind where you are, while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. And we know, Prome, what you do online needs to stay secure so plus you can use nordvpn on all of your computers and all of your devices no matter the operating system with nordvpn's unlimited bandwidth you never have to worry about a slow connection either and plans start at just under four dollars a month so grab your exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get up to 70% off your Nord VPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash B-L-E-A-V. All right. We got 42 seconds here. Uh, Arizona is up one with the ball. I think we just need to watch this with you guys. Dagan, if we got any questions in the chat, hit us with it. Oh, good. We got the headband. <laughs> Jeff Priest is in the building. Jeff Kreese is in the build. That's right. That's right. You know, Jeff, what year did you finish? If Arizona really wanted to help the league, they'd let Oregon win here. (laughs) If if, if Oregon wins, they're in. They're in the tournament. Oregon Oregon gets blasted at Cal. They lose by 100 at Cal. But then they go out and they win at Arizona, at UCLA, and at USC. That would have to be the strangest resume in the history of resumes. That would put Alabama to shame if they found a way to pull that off. By the way, I'm going to have to – how am I going to open this? i got to find a way to open it. Hold on, Jeff, you take over. Are you going to really shotgun this thing? I mean, he has – He, he is. Uh, he 100% as long is. As, I, as long as I do better – 100% As long as I do better than Trevor Knight, then we're good. Prome, they tried to get me to shotgun a beer in Lubbock. I don't know if I told you this, but, you know, they had uh, a platform. The students. I, yeah, the, the, so they had a platform, and the kid, uh, Odiasi, from a few years ago when they went yeah. to the national title game, he shotgun one. They're all chanting his name. There's got to be like 2,000 students out there ready to go into the game. It's like an hour before. And then they start chanting my name. And all I could think of twofold, like the excuse was easy. The excuse was, well, if I do it before the game, yeah, you know, I can I get know. fired, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't look good if the video gets out there. But all I could think of in my head, Prom, was the last time I shotgunned a beer had to be 25 years ago. And I'm like, I don't even know if I could do it. Like, it could be so ugly if I try to do this. I, I just said, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. No way. And, when did uh, you finish at Arizona? 1995. I, I took I took the five-year plan at Arizona. Actually, five-and-a-half-year plan. So, Lou was there the whole time, then. Lou yeah. was there the whole time. Four, four first-round losses. Did you I guys, mean, uh, did, did you guys, did you guys see that? I just, no, I just. What did you do? I, well, I opened it, but I, I just absolutely soaked myself and soaked like my entire office. You have no idea what you're doing. With, with, no, I, I mean, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta, 
you got to pop it. And it just, it, I just soaked everything because it sprayed everywhere. I'm just shaking it up a little bit. That's too. right. The people want it. You're terrible. So it's for the people. All right. Arizona up two here. Tubelis at the line with 38 seconds left. I'll tell you what, Tubelis might be as tough a dude as, as, as there is out there. He's still playing hurt. Hey, where um, does Arizona's atmosphere rank? It, it's not nearly as good as it, it. Like, honestly, I'm not kidding. It was, you know, it, it was like fourth among the ones I went to this year. And I went UCLA, Arizona, which is usually when I was a student, that was incredible. But a lot of the older people aren't going. And there's a lot of older people in Tucson. They're not going to the games because, you know, the masks and everything like that and COVID. So um, the, t the top level was like there were a lot of empty seats. But here's the thing. If they win tonight, this is a plea for dirtbags. Let these dudes in. Don't make them sit in the line. Don't not let them in. If you guys are hearing, like, this would never happen in Lexington, Kentucky, Lawrence, Kansas, and even in probably Chapel Hill for, for Carolina right now. They, they beat a crappy Virginia Tech team on the road in Blacksburg tonight. They probably can don't I, have to wait I, in line. Can I do this now? Are you going to keep talking? I'm trying to Are buy you, you some time, you slow Let's ass. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. Are you Okay. We're not going to have to get your <laughs> wife call, in to we call the save you, are, you, are we? <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Ooh. Jesus. What was that you just did, Drake? It's called a shotgun. No, 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 no. What white, was the trick? What do you do, a white claw? White claw, white claw, you White said. claw, yeah. yeah. Prom, what do you drink? Uh, you know, I'm not – if I'm going to have a – I'll have a beer here and there, Bud Light, yeah. you know, Bud Light Lime or Corona, yeah. you know, something. <laughs> Bud Light Lime. Yeah. You know, Corona, 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 <laughs> Corona, wow. usually probably something like that. Duster, Duster Police, was that, was that, was that better? Was that better or worse than Trevor Knight? I'll say this. The chat is not happy. That's so what? slow and a cough, not Texas Tech. Experience. I know the coughing at the end. It slowest was slowest shotgun weak, I've ever saw. A plus. For yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to wait. I agree. No, it was, it was, that it wasn't sucks. great. That, that was, that was the first thing that I've shotgunned in probably like seven years. Is that true? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, when was when would I ever shotgun? I, I don't know. Kids. I don't know. At Indy, I don't I know. Two, At Indy, in Indy, I got I don't two know. kids. <laughs> All I kinds of shotguns kids. were happening in Indianapolis, so I don't know. All right, what's going on here, Jacob Young? Yeah, it's on three. Missed it. Oh, he missed it. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, Coloco, as good a defender overall as there might be in the country, because he can do everything. The way he can move. I know again Kessler's better in terms of his numbers and and all that you know Cubs but, Cubs win just told me I need to do it again and do it right. Well you should. Sa next Sam one. said it was it. Sam said it wasn't bad. So. Yeah, but the coughing at the end was such a <laughs> freaking weak ass move. I mean you yeah, can't cough. you got to hold that 200 thing likes for another. Arizona <laughs> may be the best team. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. If we get the 200 likes on this, we'll do another one. <laughs> Everybody hit that like button. <laughs> oh, man. So classic. 200 likes for another. Get get all your friends in the chat. Hey, everybody, get get some people in. Everybody get one more person in. Here go and, the and, likes. And <laughs> They're starting get to get some likes. Out. And we'll get to us to do another. Unbelievable. 153. Um, 
All right, what, what do we got for questions? Hit a few questions, Dagan. Yes, let me let me scroll back there, and find them. Let me get past no... all let me get past all the shotgun reviews and I'll go back and find our questions. Are we um, there's one. Here we go. Left. Here we go. Shout yep, out go from our guy Pressure Washing by Sterling Wash. Shout out to him. What team has the, <laughs> has the best chance of winning the championship? Right now, at this moment, as of tonight. Gonzaga. Well, uh, according according to Bet Rivers odds, uh, Gonzaga right now is a plus four hundred uh, favorite. They're, they're plus four hundred to win it, which means it's only four to one. Which means they are the overwhelming favorite. Give me the next. Winner. Read off. Read off the next five. Um, hold on, let me bring it up. I only knew that one off the top of my head. Okay. All right. Read it. Read it when you get it. Uh, vamp. 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 Goodman. Vamp. Another question, Dagan. You got another one. Vamp. Ready? Yes, I do. I do have another one from JLC23. He wants to know your top eight in order. So your top eight seeds in order. Top eight teams to yes, win it all or, or seeds? Top eight seeds, I'm assuming. It just says top eight teams in order for all three. So let's do let's do let's do seeds. Ah, no, let's do top eight teams to win the title. Let's do that. I'm changing like my the top eight teams. If I'm ranking yes. my top eight teams in order. Win the whole thing. Oh shit. Big three for Oregon. That's <laughs> deep three. Uh I would go. Uh, Gonzaga one for me, Kentucky two. Kentucky is the second favorite at Bet Rivers. They are plus eight fifty to win it. All right, uh, I'm going to continue, and then you can tell me the odds as as we're going yeah. through it. Uh, I will go Purdue at three. Purdue is fifth on Bet Rivers. They are uh, ten point five to one. All right, uh, four. I'm going to go Duke. Twelve to one they are tied with baylor for number six then i'm gonna go baylor baylor robert yeah they're baylor and duke are tied at six oh, tied at six i didn't hear you okay uh then i will go um boy uh then i will go villanova uh, Villanova is twenty six to one to win it all. If you like, yeah, no. if you like, if you like Villanova over Arizona and Auburn and Kansas and UCLA and Illinois, then you need to go to Bet Rivers right now. You go to BetRivers.com or get the Bet Rivers iOS app, and you need to put down something, ten bucks, well, twenty bucks, and, and I and bucks. I will. I just saw Villanova, and and all I know is they have the point guard I trust the most in the entire country. And you wow, know how much really? I like point guard play. Oh, really? Really, Arizona? What are you doing? Oh my God! Is that Pell Larson? These dudes look like they're shotgun and white claws over there. Unbelievable! Uh, they're gonna be later. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So Colin Gillespie is the guy is the point guard that you trust over everybody else in college basketball right now. Hell yes, hell yes. And I'm not even thinking twice about it right now. Like yes, a hundred percent yes. I th yep. think I, I think I agree. I just want to bring up a team list so I can kind of just look through. And yeah, I don't, I mean, you find me one that you trust more. I, you can't because that dude is is unflappable. He makes every big shot. I think I told this story. I don't know if I told it the other night or not. No, tell it. You, you did not tell it now. Tell it now. This is this is a great story. This is well, a great Dagan story. Dagan hates my stories. He oh, not another stories. Goodman story. All right. If, if no, I'll, this, see if this, this, I'll give this one a chance. I'll give this one a chance. This, is, this isn't a story about as, Goodman, which is so it's okay. going to be good. It's, it's going to be a right, story exactly. that Goodman. If it's, it's not, not about, about me. It's, Goodman. It's this, all right. Tell the this story. Is a, so, this, this is a great story. 
This is in in Minneapolis at the Final Four. Wait, hold on, hold on, Pro. Yeah, do you do you, do you foul here? Do you foul here? Yeah, Pearl? you foul here. Of course, you foul here. You foul. Yes, right sir. You'd foul with ten seconds. Now you foul now, Coloco. Coloco, now. What are you? You guys are very. Behind. Oh, it didn't even matter. <laughs> he just swatted that what crap. Is, what is Will Richardson oh my doing? God. Why? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? There. You see the clock running down. Why are you dribbling in? Did he think they were down two? Yeah, he, he, he didn't know the score. There's no way he knew the score. What is he doing? Where is he going? Um, anyway, go ahead. Tell your, tell your Colin Gillespie story. So I don't have to um, yell about. So just do a dumb I'm in, anymore. I'm in, in Minneapolis. <laughs> and uh, what? Hold Kirk, on, hold Kirk, on. Christian Coloco is the best defensive player in the country. Come on. I said might be, might Come be. On. I didn't say he is. I said he might be. Because, hey, can Walker Kessler do this? Can he do this? Yes. Can he do this? Look at that. Yes. On yes. a guard. Bullshit. You're out of your du- freaking mind. No Tyson, other big Ty- guy can do this. Look at this. The way Tyson this Hale, dude moves. Tyson Hale, said, Tyson Hale said I need to go shotgun a Zima now. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. So, uh, 2019 NCAA turn, Final Four in Minneapolis. Uh, Villanova had just gotten blasted by Purdue in the second round. They were six seed that year. Colin Gillespie was coming off his sophomore year and is averaging about 10 points a game. First year as a full-time point guard. Uh, his freshman year, he had come off the bench. So I'm talking to Jay Wright in the lobby. I run into him. I'm leaving. He's coming in. We were shooting the shift for about 10, 15 minutes. And I said to him, I said, Hey, you know, like talking about his team, you know, your point guard, I just don't know if he's quite good enough. And he's like, no, I, you're right. Like, I don't know if he's good enough either to, le- to lead us to the highest, highest level. So the other night, I'm in Providence, and Gillespie goes for 33. And I said to him, I said, Jay, do you remember that conversation? And I'm like, you know, on the record, he's like, yeah, I totally remember. He's like, we took Colin Gillespie because we couldn't get anybody else. It, it was like, it wasn't Maine. It was Maine in another school that had offered him at that point. Nobody wanted him. And we took him because we had Brunson and we couldn't get another good point guard. So we took Gillespie with the idea of redshirting him. And he was too good in practice. So we took him out of his red shirt. But even after his freshman and sophomore year, Jay Wright was not sold. And he kind of laughed at me. He's like, yeah, I'm one hell of an evaluator, aren't I? I did the same thing with Ryan Archie Diakono. I didn't think he was good enough early either. So, like, I love that Jay was able to, like, most guys would not have admitted they remember that conversation. Jay totally did, came forward with it, and was like, I'm an idiot. Do you know what one NBA scout told me? I was, it was the Villanova was playing, who were they playing? I want to say it was Villanova was playing Butler at the, at the Finn. Uh, when it was a year, Butler was like a top 15 team. Um, remember that they had that one year, like three years ago, where they they won uh, like their first 12 games or something yeah. like that, and they climbed in the top 15. Yep. And it was uh, Butler at Villanova. It was a top 15 game, and Villanova ran them off the floor. Um, and I go, I'm sitting at the game. I'm sitting next to an NBA scout, and that scout, he said, uh, there's no way that Villanova can get anything done this year when they have an America East point guard running the show for them. Wow. So to see Colin Gillespie where he is now is just, it's, 
it's it's really impressive. Um, That's what, what I'm was saying. He, like, like, was he like a he, he was a quarterback in high school, wasn't he? I don't know, but he shows no emotion. The dude is just like he's a stud in in that, and he learned it. I asked him this. He said he kind of learned it from Brunson and Arch, Archie Diacono, because they're similar. Like none of them showed any emotion, and and they kind of passed it down to each other. It's just to me. Their culture is so strong, and Eric Dixon has gotten good enough, guys. He's gotten good enough to whereas they're not deep. That's my one concern with them. But with their starting five, I don't know. Like, I'm not betting against Villanova, guys. I, you know, I, I just think their culture is strong enough. They've won two, two national titles. I'd take them over a lot of his other teams. That I just don't – I don't trust Auburn's point guard play, uh, Kansas's point guard play. Arizona's point guard play yet now Purdue's point guard plays a little different for me because they can put the ball in Jaden Ivey's hands and no. just say make a play their their now, issues got... they, they can't they can't stop anybody they can't they're they're I know point guards can't I know guard agreed anybody. agreed but I think so it's I... it's crazy <clears throat> but I think that you're right I think that that Colin Gillespie is probably the most trustworthy point guard Prome you got anybody else no I think we talked about this <clears throat> shoot when it was two months ago in Gillespie you know, was, was our, you know, the guy that we all talked about. Uh, I mean, he was phenomenal against Providence the other night, you know, and watching that game and that kind of environment just to say, Hey, Providence, it's, it's not, it's not your title this year yet, you know, you know, and you still got to come to Philly, you know, um, you know, the, you guys are going to call us a Homer pick. Right. And I know everyone's going to call us a homer. Oh, you're not back on the UConn. Uh-oh. No, no, Uh-oh. no. But where, where does, where does, where does RJ Cole fall in this conversation for point guards? Because that dude has stepped up and made a number of unbelievable big shots. And on a team that doesn't have uh, any other point guard options has been, um, I mean, he's been really, really good. He's averaging like 16 points, four and a half assists, shooting good numbers, good efficiency numbers. Like where, where does he fall in that conversation in a year where there's not very many good point guards out there? Um, not in the top 10 nationally, not in the top 10, but he's good. He's good. The problem with RJ cool is he, he's missing a wing around him. He's missing a dude that can take some, yes. some pressure off him. He'd be great if he had, uh, you know, a pro, a book night who, by the way, that was still the most entertaining yeah. thing you can, can we, you can, can talk, we talk about, about that. It, yeah, we talk we about that. We should. We should. So, so UConn, UConn beat Xavier today. Um, was he answering your half, phone call? Were you talking? Yeah. you were talking to him. No, I was, was. I was texting him, and I said, "Call that ref a bitch," and that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but James Booknight was sitting courtside on his first time back to the program since being a lot, or back to the uh, to Gamble since being a lottery pick, and apparently he was running his mouth to the ref because he got thrown out of the gym. They, they sent, told him to leave. So as he's walking off, instead of going down the tunnel, he throws his hood up and then runs up and spends the rest of the game in the student section. <laughs> Which is that's a, that's so a veteran move. That's a veteran move. That, you know, that, that, is, a, that is a veteran move. So I, I told Arizona fans to come in the, the, the chat a little bit here. So um, is Kirk Creasa the most uh, electrifying personality and co- do we need more Kirk creases Steve Prom? you're you're a more mellow dude how would you how would you react to coaching Kirk Creasa? uh you know uh I'd be fine 
you know, I mean, I think you have to let your players, you know, be who they are. And, um, you know, the great players I've coached, and I think Rob and I were talking, like Terrence Shannon today, like he, he showed some fire, right? He showed some fire, him and Bryson Williams, him and Mark Adams one time. But, you know, um, the great well, ones. Just, just for people that didn't see it, what happened at the end was on the final possession when uh, Texas Tech was up by one, uh, Terrence Shannon had a matchup that he liked and he was trying to dribble the ball out and, and Mark Adams was asking him to call a timeout and he waved him off. And then another player on the court called a timeout and Terrence Shannon like pounded the ball into the ground and bounced it up uh, really high, very clearly visibly uh, upset about the decision to call the timeout there, but go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. But I, I think you've got to let them, you know, be there themselves, you know, whether it's, you know, the last Tyrese Halliburton, you know, like, you know, he, he played with a lot of emotion and played to the crowd and, you know, enjoyed the, 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 the ambiance and, and, and being flamboyant, you know, to the crowd. And, you know, uh, obviously Nihang had great personality that he played with. And, you know, when I had Isaiah Cannon or Cameron Payne, they, I think the great ones, the guys that you want making that deep three, like, like Kerr made there, they're going to have some personality. And I think at the great schools, whether it's Iowa state that I was at or in Arizona, man, you gotta have that personality. Because you got to connect in that community, you got to connect on that campus, and that's gonna that that just to me, that's a big recruiting tool. Like we need that personality, and if you've got personality and character, and you can play, man, you can own this community, you can own this mm -hmm. campus, and I'm sure this? he is. Hey, Steve, how about this, Kirk Creasa? You know how much money he's made through NIL? None. He's 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 overseas. They're not he's allowed overseas. to make a dollar. Yeah. Not a dollar. I, I actually need to write that story. I'm going to work on it this week of because I talked to Tubelis a little bit about it, and uh, you know it's not going to change, I guess, because of their their um their passport. They're not allowed to. So there's nothing they can do. There's nothing that's going to be done. Uh, so Dalen Terry is the beneficiary because he's like the only dude who plays on that team that's not international. Yeah. So he gets all the money in Tucson. <laughs> How about that? He, he probably buying his teammates. He dinner, probably man. buys dinner for Kirk for hey, Chris every should. night. <laughs> he should because yeah. there's a lot of money in Tucson for that program, and they're all hey, just, hey who yeah. do we give it to? Give it yeah. to Daly. Yeah. Kirk, and then Daly. Kirk can't even get his dirt bags, and he's got to yeah. get his teammates to buy him dinner. Man, rough Amazing. life for Chris over there in Tucson. Brutal. Um, I'm all gonna, right, I'm we, gonna uh, tweet out dirt bags. Let Kerr in tonight. Let Kerr <laughs> skip the line. Yep. Um, all right, so let's get to uh, let's get to our three cheers, and then we can get out of here. Um, we have not gotten to 200 likes yet, so uh, I, I'm safe. I'm safe. Um, all right, uh, never say prom. never, Doster. I know, right? A little bit so, of time uh, left. Prom, prom, I'm going to you first on this one. What is uh, who, what's your cheers of the night? Who are you who are you, who are you toasting to? Uh, cheers to Tony Bed in Virginia. Uh, you know, um, I think kind of piggybacking off, piggybacking off of excuse me, what we talked about early big winners. They beat Miami today, you know, on the road, and now they've set it up for a huge showdown against Duke this week. You know, if they can win this, I think they can finish out, you know, maybe 20 and 10, and, and they're going to be right there chomping at some people's heels. And who would want to see them in 11-12, kind of in that 6-11-5-12 game if they're able to get in. So three cheers to Tony Bennett, Virginia, uh, to really play well this back half of the year and then put themselves in position uh for a great showdown against duke this week goodman your cheers of the night 
Goodman, the, the chat is requesting or is requesting you tell another story to, to drag this out so we can get to 200 legs. Oh, are we close? <laughs> We're at 191. 191. 200 likes, everybody. And uh, right, come Dallas on, let's shock another, another white claw. We so need, go ahead, go ahead Goodman. Some- we got to we got to get there. What 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 awful story can I tell? Uh, what a, what toughest toughest fan well, base on you? What's the toughest fan base? I mean, they've all like I used to honestly, I used to have to go to Tucson and I had to check in under a different name at the hotel, the Marriott on campus there because they hated me there so much. So that's a thing of the past. They're good now. Um I would say overall Kentucky. I had to change my phone number, my home phone number, because of Kentucky fans. Really? And it's unlisted now. Yeah. Uh, that was years ago. That that was probably when it started with me and Cal not talking to each other. So probably going back maybe 12, 13 years ago. Um, I'm trying to think. It, the better question would be, what fan base have you never had issues with? Like, what fan base – Because. You know, listen, there's always going to be a time for the most part that I'm going to be, you know, they're going to have a down year, right? Like Carolina this year, right? Like you're going to have a down year. They're not going to like it early. Uh, I'm going to say they're not going to, you know, they're not as good early as as they think they are like Arkansas this year. Arkansas was hard on me because I always said, I didn't think Mike Anderson was, you know, doing a great job. I thought it was time for him and they didn't. And as it turns out, I think I was right because I think Muss has done an incredible job and it had run its course. I think he went to two tournaments in nine years and won maybe one tournament game in nine years, Mike Anderson. It's really hard because, again, like I'm pretty honest. You know that. Like I'm, I'm probably too honest um, for the most part, but I don't I, – I've always just been that way. Of, of yeah. I'm going to say it the way it is and I'll take the criticism yeah. and I'll be wrong a lot. I will. I'll be wrong a lot. I've been, but like from the outside, mama hog, that looks fun. You know what I mean? That looks just fun and part of part of most of it is Yeah, like most of it on Twitter is harmless. Again, I tell people all the time, you say whatever you want about me. I don't care. Have fun. Be creative. Call me a different name and I'll retweet it. Right. Like instead of the same Jeff Badman, like you you do that, like you're an idiot, like come up with something good, different. Uh, as long as you don't, you know, go after my, my family, that's the only thing I, I would say is off limits. But other than that, like, I'm sure you got stuff. I, I don't know, you know, your last year, did you, did you read Twitter? Were you on it? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I probably read it too. If I didn't, if there wasn't a lot of basketball stuff on there, I probably wouldn't be on it just cause yep. you know, you, you're on it because you need it for like the, the, you know, whether you want to watch basketball plays or you want to, follow recruiting and different things like that. But um, obviously there's, there's the good of the bad and the ugly and you got to take it all for what it's worth. And it's just, you know, to me, it's just, you know, it's an opinion and you, you move on. But the, the hard part as a coach, I think is 80 to 90% is usually good regardless, right. totally. but you only, the only thing that you take in, is the 10, 15% that say that you can't coach or you can't recruit or you made this mistake. Yeah. They're mean spirited to you sometimes, you know, as a, as a, and and again, you're a grown man. I'm a grown man. I'm fine with that. Like it's the kids to me, the players, like don't go after the players because they're really reading it. Like we're reading it, but we're used to it by at this point in our lives, you know, it, it really doesn't bother me, but the kids, 
Like, don't go after a kid ever. And, and these days, one thing that's happening a lot right now, how about this? These kids are getting crushed by people on social media for, like, gambling info. Like, are you playing tonight? Are you not playing tonight? A lot of that is happening right now with guys that are questionable going into the games. And it's just, it's getting a little bit out of control. Um, but again, this is social media. This is yeah. a different, we, we didn't grow up in this. Well, yeah, we joke all the time that my, the, the guys I went to college with is like, you know, if <laughs> what if you had Twitter 25 years oh. ago, you know, but all right, I'm, I'm jumping in here. We hit, we hit our 200. So thank you. Good. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm so not looking forward to this chugging. Seltzers. Can we, can we tweet this out beforehand, Dagan, before he chugs no, it? Give, no, give one no, tweet. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh. <laughs> you are the biggest wuss ever. Seriously. <laughs> you are the biggest wuss. Also, that was not a white claw. I, I noticed that that was, that was not a high noon. I knew. I, I love what are, are we, are we trying to get to 300? Yeah. yeah 300 now. <laughs> I mean, might as well, right? <laughs> 300 it's quiet at this house now everybody's asleep so we chug, chug, chugging chugging seltzers is awful like i never is it bad so, it's so bubbly yeah it is a little bubbly for you it's so bubbly you're not Ugh. the toughest dude either we know that no, i'm not i'm not one person to shotgun two of them on the stream and one person has not shotgunned any so that would uh, be me. yeah that would be I, I, chat chat how did i do can i get a little can i get some people i, I have i have put a question there i want to well, let's get some ratings out of shotgun 10. rating Dang, let's get a rating asking. what's the rating one to ten. One to ten oh, what is it z or zs 77 said that Seven one didn't four. count because the tweet Ooh. didn't go out surat said that, from a four to a seven because he didn't bet i got better i'm improving i'm improving 7.8 Ooh, here's look at these seven sevens. yeah not bad I could do uh, it. Look, see, hey, hey. Week three, not on camera. Hey, see, see. Pressure, get, here, here, our guy pressure washing said in Kentucky we chug bourbon. So, I mean, <laughs> 300 likes. and <laughs> I, I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> A lot of seven sevens. Kendrick, Kendrick Washington, I am yeah. calling you off for that. That is, that is not fair. Just because he's a UConn fan doesn't mean he gets it. Yeah, it's a 10, baby. Let's go. We stick up for each other. All right. All right. What, what do we got to finish with our cheers? Yeah. Well, Promore did his go. cheers. Yeah, go ahead. Tony Bennett. I did Tony Bennett. And yeah, I, I want to do Texas Tech, too. I mean, Mark Adams, Texas Tech, to sweep Texas. Man, we, we talked about them already. We talked yeah, about them already. I'm trying to think who I can go with. that that Because I was going to do, you know. Uh, let me do my Mama first. Hog, then. Let me do, let me, let me do my first. All right. So I'll do my first. Is uh, I'm going with Iowa. Um, they entered today without a quad one win. Uh, they were one of the teams that probably would have, uh, been, if they had lost yeah, this game, we one. would be talking about them. Do they deserve to be on the bubble? At what point do they, do we talk about them not being in the tournament, blah, 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 all of this. So they're, they're nothing but metrics and they go out and they went at Ohio state and land themselves a nice, uh, top 30 road win, top 20 road win. Ohio state is 17th right now. And then so good for Iowa. Congrats to Keegan Murray. He is a special, special player. Uh, and I hope this means that we're going to see them in the NCAA tournament because that would be – he's the kind of guy that can carry a team to a Final Four. Goodman, go ahead. I mean, I'm, I got to keep it at home here. I, I got to go – I got to go with Arizona here. I got to go with my, my, my boys in Tucson. Listen, I'm enjoying this. I know I'm not supposed to. You're supposed to be impartial, and I really am pretty objective. <laughs> For the most part, again, they hated me not too long ago in Tucson. But it's it's fun to have your alma mater be uh, this good again. I don't know if they can win a title. 
but I, I think they're in the equation right now is one of the top 10 teams. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, listen, this has been the field of 68 after dark. Uh, we let this thing, it seems like Saturdays we just end up letting this thing roll until Dagan yeah, says, why not? Right, I'm, I'm Everybody it's because says- I get to sleep in tomorrow. Are we yeah. close to 300 likes? Prom, no, prom doesn't we're work. Two eleven. Two eleven. We're getting out. Of, I'm, I'm ending this before we get anywhere near three hundred. Two eleven. We need eighty nine. Eighty nine. We need more one lights. more Colin Gillespie story. <laughs> I got nothing left. All right. Uh, so this has been the field of sixty eight after dark. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's going to be great when people hear this on the podcast and listen to me chug a white claw on on the stream. That'll be great.